Welcome to the Let's Get Vulnerable podcast with me, your host, Dr. Morgan Anderson, clinical psychologist, relationship coach, love expert, creator of the ESL relationship method, and athletic wear connoisseur. My mission is to help you raise your self-worth, have great relationships, and step confidently into the next level of your life. Each week, two episodes will air featuring expert advice, live coaching, and tips showing you exactly how to improve your life and attract great relationships. You deserve to feel empowered, secure, and loved. So buckle up and let's get vulnerable. Exciting news. The ESL Empowered, Secure, and Loved eight-week relationship coaching program is officially reopened for application. This eight-week program fills up really quickly every time we open the doors. So you are going to want to apply ASAP. This program is for you if you're ready to get off the dating roller coaster for good. And if you need those internal shifts that allow you to embody a securely attached woman so you can effortlessly attract that relationship that you want. It also is for you if you need the tools for attracting and maintaining that healthy relationship. The program is designed, obviously, to help you bring in that partner that you can build a long-term, intentional, healthy relationship with. And even more importantly, it is about healing that relationship with yourself. This is that internal transformation that is needed when you're ready to step into the relationship that you deserve and to step into the next level of your life. I am personally inviting you to apply if you know that you're ready for help in this area of your life. You can't do it alone. You've tried everything and you are absolutely ready to do the internal work to get the change that you need so you can stop the pain and the heartache in your life and maybe go back into summer, go back into dating, feeling empowered, secure, and loved and ready to attract that relationship that you're so deserving of. If that's you and you're like, okay, Dr. Morgan, I hear you. I know I need this. I am going to take ownership of this area of my life. Enough is enough. I know I deserve what I deserve and I'm going to take action. If that's you, I encourage you to go to my Instagram bio, use the link there. It's apply now. So apply for the program there, or there will also be a link in the show notes. Make sure you don't wait. Apply now to reserve your spot in the program. Hey, hey, it's your host, Dr. Morgan, and this is a special episode of the Let's Get Vulnerable podcast. We are going to incorporate one of my favorite topics, attachment theory, And we are going to look at this term reassurance through an attachment theory lens, okay? When you hear the term reassurance, what do you think of? Take a moment, think about it. Reassurance, when I think about it, is 
something that we know, we feel that we believe it, right? Like, yeah, I know that's true. And when we're offering reassurance, we are removing someone's doubt and fear and reassuring that, yes, it is safe. Um, and if you think about that term reassurance, it's certainly something that would come up in good parenting children, you know, they're navigating this brand new world and they need a lot of reassurance. They need to know that, yes, mom is there. Dad is there. Yes, I can go off to school and mom will be the one to pick me up on time, right? Reassurance is a huge factor in creating secure attachment. I was doing a session with a client who's in the ESL program, and I won't say names for confidentiality purposes, but an amazing client doing the work, and she was super vulnerable, and she said, you know, it's the wildest thing. I feel like if I'm not being constantly adored, I'm not having that physical intimacy, I'm not getting words of affirmation, if those things aren't constantly happening, I feel in my gut that something is wrong and the relationship is going to end. I love the vulnerability and I can relate to that. My past self was a version of me in relationships who needed a ton of reassurance. And this can come in so many different ways, right? If, if we think about anxious attachment patterns and knowing that in order to feel that secure attachment, there's reassurance that's needed to know that, hey, my partner is emotionally invested. They're not going anywhere. They like me. I am good enough, right? And what's amazing is the healing that can take place when reassurance is given, right? Healing can take place when the reassurance is given because Oh, and this just blows my mind when I was thinking about this. So, all right, I, I got to stop for a second. We're going to back up. So let's say you have somebody who's been in this anxious avoidant relationship dynamic. They've continuously, they're anxiously attached. They've continuously dated avoidantly attached people who are emotionally unavailable, who are not able to invest in the relationship. And their template for love is that I have to work hard and that if I don't try hard enough, the person will leave me and that there's times I have to try to play it cool because if I'm too much, then I'm really going to overwhelm them, right? They have this whole template of second guessing themselves constantly in love. And if that's you, please apply to the ESL program because I don't want you to spend any more time in that exhausting cycle. So if what I described sounds like you, please apply. I know we can help you and I would want you to get that help ASAP, right? But okay, so this person 
has had that past experience. And then let's say they start doing some work. Maybe they are doing our program or one that's similar and they're doing this work and they also are intentionally dating. They're learning how to feel attracted to people who are securely attached. You know how I always say, it's not like they just fell from the sky. The securely attached people are there. You're simply not attracted to them when you are anxiously or avoidantly attached. So anyways, they start dating this emotionally available person. They're working on themselves and they are asking for reassurance in the relationship in order to build secure attachment. The beauty of asking for reassurance is that they are simultaneously rewiring their beliefs about love and relationships. When you're asking for reassurance and you get it, your brain is forming new neuro pathways of saying, oh, this can happen. I can ask for a hug. And guess what? I am given one and my partner doesn't make a joke about it or laugh about it. They freely support me in the ways that I need to be supported. Every time that happens, it's new data and your brain goes, oh, maybe relationships can feel good and safe. Maybe I can have intimacy and feel cared for. So what happens is this. When reassurance is given and you're healing and you're moving towards that secure attachment, eventually when this is done well, there's been enough shift, change, healing, and enough reassurance given that you can move towards securely attached most of the time. And this beautiful paradox happens where you no longer need reassurance. The more securely attached you are, the less reassurance you need. Obviously, you enjoy connection and closeness and being with your partner. And there's not that need, not that pull for, I need to know that you're in this, right? So the more securely attached you become, the less reassurance you need. But there's this period And honestly, this is why a lot of relationships fail at the three-month mark. There's this period of need for higher amounts of reassurance in the beginning because you need to be able to work together to create secure attachment. And a lot of people are not able to do that. They don't show up. They don't have the capacity. Or if you're very anxiously attached, you're not sure how to move yourself closer to secure attach and then you're putting all of that work on your partner and they're feeling overwhelmed and then you're fulfilling that terrible anxious avoidant cycle where you say hey I need to be comforted as the anxious person and I need it now and I need it frequently and it needs to look like this right And then the avoidantly attached person says, wow, I feel totally overwhelmed, right? And then they pull away and then you feel more anxiously attached and ask for more reassurance, right? And then eventually 
the relationship will end. So in order to break that cycle, one of the key things is learning how to provide reassurance to yourself and then learning how to ask for it from your partner in a way where they can hear you. I wish I could, I'll say it again. Ask for reassurance from your partner in a way that they can hear you, right? So many of us, we have these needs and we want to be comforted and we're, we're feeling emotionally dysregulated or we're feeling anxiously attached or even avoidantly attached and we need some reassurance from our partner and we don't know how to ask for it. One of the most important things you can do is make sure that you're using I statements and that you're talking about your experience and that you're not getting into a blaming place. You never hold my hand. You never buy me flowers. You never blah, 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 right? Using I statements to own your experience. Also important, inviting someone to give us reassurance, instead of demanding, using an invitation, and also getting clear on what it is that you actually need. Some of us will ask for something. Maybe we ask for a night out and we go to a movie together. But if we're honest with ourselves, what we really needed was a vulnerable conversation to actually connect and talk about what's bothering us. So I see this too, where sometimes people will, will think, well, what does my partner want to do? What would be fun for them, right? Because I'm feeling vulnerable about, do they want to be with me? So then I'm going to go to, well, what would they want to do? And then I'm going to do that thing, but then I'm not honoring what it is that I actually need. So, you know, we went and did the go-kart racing because I know they like that. And at the same time, when it's over, I don't feel any better about the relationship because I didn't get my needs met. So when you're asking for reassurance, make sure you know exactly what it is that you need and what it's about. Okay. And here's the other thing. I need to get this. Ooh, this is important. You have a right to ask for reassurance. You are not too much. You are not too opinionated. You are not too needy. You're not taking up too much space. You have the right to take up space and ask to have your needs met. Here's the caveat. People are not always going to meet your needs. People are not always going to offer you the reassurance when you ask for it. And you want to be with a partner who will do those things a big percentage of the time, they may not always, to think that they would always is unrealistic. We are not perfect humans. We're not going to ask for what we need and always get it. That does not exist in reality. And at the same time, you want a partner who's tuned in enough and who can show up for you the majority of the time, right? And you will do the same for them, right? So if you have someone who's saying, oh, you're so needy, you're too much. I can't believe you ask for blah, blah, blah. I can't believe you want to define the relationship. It's only been three months, blah, blah, blah. 
Okay. Don't take that in. You have the right to show up and ask for what you need. And then you get to gather the data on how the person responds. Real quick, I know on this episode, I focused on reassurance from the anxious attached partner, the anxiously attached partner. Uh, There's also reassurance that an avoidantly attached partner needs. A lot of the reassurance that they need is that they will not lose themselves in the relationship. They need to know, hey, we can have a partnership and I can maintain my identity. So some of that reassurance is, hey, I care about you and I want you to go spend time with your friends. I want you to do X, Y, Z, right? I care about you. I appreciate when we can work things out together and I can show up and take care of myself and process my own emotions. I'm not going to put it all on you. So reassurance for the avoidantly attached partner, they still need reassurance. It just looks a bit differently. And the best piece of advice I can give you is that everyone needs to know what kind of reassurance, what does it look like? What is it that you need in order to move towards that securely attached place? And then once you're insecurely attached and you're operating that way in your relationship, there's much less of a need for reassurance. Okay, I'm so glad we got to do this episode. I think it'll be really helpful to a lot of you. Please share it with someone if they're in a relationship and they're struggling. Please share this episode with them. It'll likely be helpful. And of course, I say this every time and I mean it from the bottom of my heart. I want you to know. I am wishing you high self-worth and great relationships. We'll talk with you soon. You guys, thanks for tuning in. I really appreciate each and every one of you. The best way that you can thank me is by sharing this episode on Instagram, Facebook, and making sure that you tag me at Dr. Morgan Coaching. And it would really mean the world to me if you took just two minutes to leave me a five-star review on iTunes. This podcast is not free to produce. And the more that you help this little show grow, the more people will have access to this valuable information. So until next time, I'm wishing you high self-worth, and great relationships. Thank you for being part of this community.